0: Hey, everyone. It's me, Rissa. I am your showrunner for the dead, the new podcast anthology series brought to you by Bloody FM, Bloody Disgusting, in partnership with the George A. Romero Foundation. Isn't that cool? I think that's really cool. All right. So if you're just joining us over the next four weeks, we'll be sharing the story of Ephemeris, another story set within the universe of the dead. And I got to say, it's out of this world. All right, I'll tell future Rissa to leave the puns out of the announcements. Okay, anyway, if you haven't listened to our first four-part series, Precious Cargo, you can binge through the entire story now. Four episodes, Precious Cargo, to get started on the anthology series, The Dead. It's great. I hope you listen. And if you do enjoy the podcast, please tell a friend. Word of mouth is the best way to get our show into the ears of new listeners. And you can also leave us a comment or a review on Spotify. Let us know what you think of the characters, the story, the music, the sound design. Everyone's working so hard for this. And you know what? We'd love to hear from you. We actually really would. All right. uh, Next, we've got a short ad break. And then this week's episode.
2: In a world plagued by the undead. By the undead. Ah, (laughs) The stories of survivors are well known. Survivors.
1: These stories are heralded as examples of hope.
3: Strength, integrity, and perseverance. Over time, they become... Fables. Legends. Tales of wisdom. Passed down from...
4: Survivor. Survivor,
3: these are the stories. Of the precious few who walk the Earth as shells
2: of their former selves. These are their stories.
1: You're now listening to Ephemeris, Episode 1.
3: Outer doors, clear. Inner doors, clear.
4: Welcome to the ISS, Carney, Colonel Kent. Oxygenation protocol is complete. You may remove your helmet. Kenzie.
3: Call me Kenzie, please. No need to worry about formalities for me anymore. I'm retired from the service. Welcome,
4: Kenzie. In the doors opening in three, two, one.
3: Your Commander Castanova.
4: If you're dispensing with the formalities, so will I. Natalia.
3: Good to meet you, Natalia. Kenzie, come here. <laughs> Anders. Good to see you again. You've met Captain Anders. It's not every day you get to personally escort a hero to the ISS. Just doing my job. So, now that we're here, I gotta know. Why did you have to wait in the ship? I've never had that happen before. And I've made six runs to the space station now with various people and cargo. Because... of this. What is that? A special delivery for Natalia. I had to be sure it wasn't damaged during the flight. Protocol. Here. Thank you. You had to stay in the shuttle because of that little baggie?
4: Why? Classified.
3: You and your classified. What'd you have for dinner last night? Classified. What color is that red sign over there? Classified. Everything is always classified.
4: Kenzie, would you like to change and meet the rest of the crew?
3: <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Thank you.
4: Please, follow me. This is Alejandra Vianova. She goes by Nova. She's one of our flight engineers. Pleasure. Ma'am. That's Gideon Nakamura one of the system's engineers for this station.
1: <clears throat> Ma'am?
4: Okay, let's meet the folks in the lab. Well, here we have the primary lab, where I can see Malachi is working very hard.
5: <laughs> Sorry, just exciting. Jittery. But the samples are all running. Oh, is that you, Commander?
4: Yes, it is. Malachi, this is Cardinal Kent.
5: Oh, it's a real pleasure to meet you, ma'am. When we heard you were coming aboard, well, I mean, it was just incredible news. Pleasure. Holy shit! And that's Autumn
4: Fuchs. We all call them Fox. Research specializing in anatomical discovery and creation.
5: What have you brought for us to play with? Fox, stop. Don't touch that. Come on, just a little peek. Stop. You're gonna make us wait? Really? After all the hype and hullabaloo over this thing?
4: All right, everybody out. Now. Yes, ma'am.
5: What? You guys aren't even curious about what it is? Come on, Fox. Let's go. I'm sure you'll figure out a way to be the first to test it. Just be patient. Be what now?
3: (laughs) (laughs) They seem enthusiastic. Uh, They're
4: a good group. Can be overzealous, but they sure are excited to meet you. And see this new sample. I'm going to lock this up. Then I'll show you to your quarters.
3: I can leave if you want, so that I don't know where you put it.
4: It's alright. You come with enough clearance. Just turn around so you don't see the code. That would make me
3: feel better. What else is in there? If you don't mind me asking. Normally, I would. You have no idea
4: how irritating it is to entertain fucking space tourists. They pay 20 million dollars to come up here and march around like they own the place, asking, what is this? What does that do? Can I push that button? How about that one?
3: Uh... uh,
4: Sorry? (laughs) But you're not a space tourist. You're an international superhero. I'll tell you what. I'll trade you a question for a question. Sound good? Okay. That's the Deep Freeze locking chamber. Every nook and cranny of this lab contains the things we don't want on Earth, but still want to study. So, instead of destroying them, we bring them here. This is the most secure chamber on the entire ship. Only one person knows the access code. Me.
3: I found something pretty important while I was embedded, didn't I?
4: Important. You can say that again. My turn. How did you do it? How did you defeat an entire terrorist cell by yourself?
3: Well, I became a terrorist. I had to have them believe I was the real thing. You know, traitor to my country willing to sacrifice the lives of millions for their supposed cause. They were willing to die for it, so I had to show them I was too. I had already done three tours there during the war, so I was on a short list when the Pentagon received word of the threat. They asked if I would be willing to take on the assignment. Weren't you worried that something would happen to you? Oh, now that's two questions.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, my nature. I'm inquisitive. It's the scientist in me. Shall I show you to your quarters? (laughs) Sure. You'll bunk in here with Fox. They'll be thrilled. Weird
5: that it doesn't...
4: Fox, speak of the devil. I didn't know you were in here. I thought you'd be running diagnostics on CS212. All finished. Results as
5: predicted. Hmm, good work.
4: If you don't mind, Kenzie, I need to take care of some administratives before mealtime. Fox will entertain you until then. See you in the mid deck at 1900. Yes, ma'am, 1900. And Fox, not too many questions.
5: Roger. I'll definitely ask too many questions, but only for the purpose of scientific inquiry, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, she's gone. I gotta know. What was in the package? I don't know. What? You don't know? You single-handedly killed, what, a hundred terrorists for it and you don't know what it is? I don't. Above my pay grade. Huh. Well, I would've needed to know. I guess that's why I'm not an international super spy. I'm not either anymore. Well, no, I guess not. Everybody knows who you are and what you did. Wouldn't make for much of a spy. So, uh, what are you reading? Here. This is an ephemeris. It's a book of tables that show the trajectories of celestial objects. Asteroids, the sun, the moon, planets, even satellites. And space stations. (laughs) Yeah, even us. See? Here we are. Interesting. Well, why read it? <laughs> oh, I, um, I don't just read it. I wrote it.
3: <laughs> oh, admiring your own work, then.
5: No, actually, I've noticed something... strange. What? I think I was wrong about some of the trajectories. Or, or something's happened that I didn't predict. So I've been going over all of my math to see where I could have made a mistake. Have you found anything? That's the problem. No, I haven't. But we ranged too close to something a few cycles ago, and when you travel at almost five miles per second, rushing close to something is extremely dangerous. Oh. Do you know what it was? No. But I'm gonna figure it out. And then I'm gonna put it in this book so we amend our trajectory and stay out of its way. Good idea. You know what's actually a good idea? What? Dinner. Come on! Come on! They'll get used to you being around. And I'm sure Natalia will want you all to herself anyway, so you won't have to feel like a celebrity for long.
3: It's okay
5: that's roberto but we call him cerebro because of his giant brain he's never met a puzzle he couldn't solve but he talks to himself endlessly
3: i can't help it that i'm a brilliant conversationalist fox
5: and that's cole mr popularity really he looks like he's <laughs> I'm fucking with you. He hates people. Thinks being up here with us is a prison sentence. A punishment from his majesty. Leave him alone and he'll return the favor. He's counting no. the days till he can return to Earth. How many? 36, if I'm not mistaken. He tells us all the time.
4: Ah, I see you've met the rest of the crew. Good. No sense being strangers since you'll be up here with us until we can properly send our report to the IPC.
3: I didn't realize I would have to stay until the report was ready. I was made to understand it could take weeks or even months to study. It could. Ah, well, shit. (laughs) I'm sorry, I thought that was in the mission briefing. An unfortunate omission.
4: Nevertheless, you're here now. So let's eat.
5: Cream of vitamin everything soup again. Bon appétit.
3: I've seen pictures of
5: astronauts
3: eating. Uh, Why isn't everything floating?
5: Ah, yeah, the good old days. We put gravitational stabilizers in all the space stations a few years ago. It isn't perfect, and gravity here is about 98% of what it is on Earth, but it's better than having to chase after your food all the damn time. I
3: imagine so. Promise we won't keep you here any longer
4: than necessary. With any luck, we'll be able to sew up some conclusions in a few days, and you'll be headed back to Mother Earth. But they really didn't tell you. No? Seems a little unfair.
3: Not much I could have done about it had I known. I'm the only one the International Peace Council trusted. The vote to send me was unanimous. Jesus. Well, at least you get some soup. Paid for
4: by the taxpayers of our respective seven great nations.
3: (laughs) At least I get
4: that.
5: to sleeping up here? Sort of. I'm told it's better than it was. The straps are more for precaution now that we have some artificial gravity. In the old days, astronauts needed to strap themselves into these bags and bunks or they'd float away. But it's still not easy to sleep. And with the long hours, sleep deprivation's a big problem. You'll see. Living up here ain't like it is in the movies.
3: Kind of feels like the caves.
5: You slept in caves? Yeah. How'd you get them to take you seriously? Yeah, I mean, given that you're a woman, I mean, I've struggled to be taken seriously my whole life.
3: And here you are, a research astronaut aboard an international space station? Yeah, I guess. There's no guessing. You're here.
5: Okay. So, how'd you do it... there?
3: The terrorist cell was easy. They took me seriously right away because I had secrets and I shared them. Things I could use. I had a harder time being taken seriously by my own government. A lot of the time, I couldn't tell if I was being given assignments because I was talented or... If the pigs handing them out just wanted to sleep with me.
5: Hmm. How'd you handle that?
3: Oh, easy. I completed their assignments and I slept with all of them. Everybody won.
5: <laughs> oh, oh, you're amazing.
3: <laughs> Good night, Fox.
5: Night.
0: Hey, it's me, Rissa. And I'm
1: back with a quick message from our sponsors. Thanks for
0: listening. And now, back to our show.
5: The fuck? Were you expecting a sim? No, this is real! Understood! Let's go!
4: Open it! No, oh, goddammit! What? It's gone. The sample's gone. Natalia?
5: Natalia? No, don't oh. go in there. What? Why? Oh, no. No. Kitty.
4: Natalia, what happened? <laughs> I don't know. I heard the alarm. Gideon must have managed to set it off before doesn't look dead. No blood, no bruising. Are, are you sure? He's... Did you do CPR? Of course I did CPR. He's dead. He doesn't have a pulse. He must have been strangled. Or... Sorry. Sorry. Why was he in here? I don't know. But what I do know is that somebody on this space station did this. I want to know who Everybody on the mid-deck. Now. Oof! Yes, ma'am. I, yes, come. Up. No. You stay with me. I'd like a word with you. The rest of you go. Now gather the others. They'll
3: be mustering at their emergency stations. I know what you're thinking. I'd be thinking the same thing. I just came on board and now one of your friends is dead and the payload is gone, but you're wrong. I was strapped in and sleeping soundly. Fox can corroborate.
4: You are the only one who saw me put the specimen in there. You had to have seen the access code.
3: Natalia, think. Why would I bring it all the way up here to steal it again? Let me help you figure out who did this. How? Well, I can be very persuasive but I need you to tell me why that thing is worth killing for. I... I... Look at him. One of your crew is dead because of whatever I brought on board. You've made me a part of this now. So what is it, Natalia? Natalia, I need to know.
4: It's a weapon. Maybe the weapon. It was created in a lab by successively extracting and synthesizing DNA creating mutant strains by cross-pollinating between species they were trying to develop synthetic proteins to fight disease instead they found something that is potentially much much worse potentially? how do you know that? Before I was assigned here, I worked for the International Health Protection Services out of The Hague. One of my former colleagues there was the person who created it. She followed all of the proper protocols. But somehow, the lab was destroyed. She was kidnapped. And the sample was stolen by terrorists who threatened to use it on the general public. She wouldn't help them create more, so they... They... She isn't with us anymore. You know the rest of the story. I'm sure the medals are hanging in your house somewhere.
3: What does it do? We
4: don't know exactly what it would do in a host, as it never had one. But my colleague was worried that it could be more virulent than the COVID-19 pandemic from decades ago. That's why it was brought here. That's why it's too dangerous to be on Earth. And why you were sent to recover it. No one knows what it might have done had it been unleashed in humans. So maybe nothing? Unlikely.
3: Is it a virus? No. No.
4: It's a synthetic organism that can link to human mRNA, given its gene sequence familiarity and recode that person's DNA.
3: Then we got to recover it and destroy it. No, we can't destroy it. Uh, what? Why wouldn't we? We need to study
4: it. We need to know what it does, how it was created, how it could impact human populations. That's why places like this were built. After the initial COVID outbreak, thousands of samples of viruses, uh, bacteria, and synthetic organisms were all transported to these stations so that they are safely contained. Nothing can reach Earth from here. That ensures the safety of our planet.
3: Just because you can study something doesn't mean you should. That's how conspiracy theories are created. With all due respect,
4: I'm the reason there are conspiracy theories. This is very real. It's a synthetic, genetic drift. Now that it exists, we can't ignore it. We need to understand it so we can determine how to combat it. But first, I want answers about Gideon.
3: Lead the way, Commander.
5: I, mean,
4: I, know. I, I don't know. do you think? No, I really don't know. No, I don't. You all know what's happened.
5: I'm so sorry, Natalia. We all loved Gideon. Save it.
4: What is that? If someone doesn't tell me who killed Gideon and stole the payload in the next thirty seconds, I will ask Colonel Kent to interrogate each of you one by one.
3: I can assure you, it will not be pleasant. It wasn't one of us, Natalia. We've been
5: talking about it since we got here.
3: No one here would have hurt Gideon.
1: We loved him. He was like our brother.
3: But he's dead.
4: Someone is guilty. We're not leaving this room until we find out who did this. So get comfortable. I can't be the only one that hears that, right?
5: I'm not gonna sit here and be accused of killing my friend.
1: Me neither.
5: No, none of us did this. Why would any of us wanna hurt Gideon? No one's accusing you.
1: We're just trying to figure out- The hell she isn't. She just said someone has to be guilty. We've been together for years. It's them I'd worry about.
5: Yeah, and you and Anders just arrived. You don't know us, and we don't know you.
3: Calm down. I already went through this with Natalia. Why would I bring this here just to steal it again?
1: Where's Anders? And Cole?
3: Has anyone seen them?
1: No.
4: Then we need to find them. Nova? I'll go. Be careful. If it's either of them. Hey. Stop.
0: Listen sounds like it's coming from over... Anders, if that's you! What
3: the fuck? Gideon? Holy shit! You're alive!
4: Gideon?
5: See, I I knew he wasn't dead! Wait! He's probably just passed out! Malachi, stop! Oh, God, you scared us back there, man! Come on, come here! I gotta
1: get a hug!
2: No.
4: Everybody back! Get to the back of the room! Get away from Gideon! Now! Malachi, get
1: away from him!
4: Natalia, is that it? Yes, I think so. How? I don't know. Grab him. I need to be sure.
1: How oh, fuck that? I'm not going anywhere near him.
3: He just fucking bit Malachi. Kenzie, I'll go right. You go left.
4: Uh, you boys are a bunch of cusses. Stay with Malachi. Natalia, I'll just shock him. Ready? Ready. One, two, three. Go! Ah! Oh, Careful. Oh. Uh. for long. He's strong. Do you see anything? Hold him. God damn it. What is it? There. See it? Somebody injected him with the sample. Yeah, I see it. The injection site's already blistering. Can you hold him a little longer? Oh, not much. Okay. Hang on. Everybody, we've got to get the fuck out of this room and we got to trap him in here. Cerebro, Fox, take Malachi to the infirmary. Go! Okay, Malachi, come on. Careful, Anders and Cole are out there. If either of them are-
1: Don't worry, we'll be careful.
4: What are we gonna do? We're gonna throw him. Give ourselves a few seconds and get out. Lock him in here. We gotta do it now, I'm losing my grip. Okay, ready? Now. Uh. Hurry! Come on! No. It's not working. The door's not opening. Try again. I am, it's not opening. Somebody must have tampered with it from the outside. Anders? I don't know. It doesn't matter right now. What are we going to do? We've got to get past him to the door on the other side of the room. Because right now, we're trapped.
2: Ephemeris, Chapter One. The Dead. Was created in partnership with Bloody Disgusting and the George A. Romero Foundation. Ephemeris was written by Jeff Whitehead. Kenzie is Katrina Piscina. Natalia is Kira Apple. Anders is Damon Allums. Nova is Marion Toro. Gideon is Atticus Batakan. Malachi is Binar. Fox is Kayla Temshiv. Cerebro is John Serrano. Dialogue editing by Atticus Jackson. Sound design by Veronica California. Music by Newt Chachalcote. And directed by Hannah Wright. The Dead's showrunner is Risa Montanez. Produced by Pacific S. Obadiah with executive producers Tom Owen and Brad Miska. Credits read by Suzanne de Roche romero A Bloody FM production.
0: Our faith is our shield. If Oldman was divinely inspired, why did he have to die? Our sword...
1: Back off! Stay back! ...and our guide. There are those who will infiltrate... I want you to go undercover. ...and corrupt us.
5: When do
2: I start?
1: It will make us whole.
5: Clean incision. I'll clean up the bleeding. This may be the worst idea I've ever had
1: dead space deep cover is available now new episodes every other week you can find dead space deep cover on spotify apple podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts learn more at bloody.fm